Hi everyone and welcome to episode 172 of Final Fantasy Union. I am your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. 172 is finally here. Just I a couple know, of weeks late. I know. I'm so sorry everyone. Like seriously, we would have done it if we weren't dying. Like we were, I mean we're still not 100% but we were both in really bad shape. It's, I mean, we've talked about us being kind of sick before, but um, it's rare that all three of us get stuck, struck down with really bad oh stuff. And we basically like couldn't really talk. Uh, we completely lost our voices. It was a real struggle. Yeah. Um, and then like I developed tonsillitis as well, which then made things even more difficult. Basically, like... Yeah, it was. It was I a really. I don't know how he survived. <laughs> it was a really, really difficult time. And, it was really and hard. We've never really postponed or or just cancelled a podcast before, but we just didn't really have any choice. No, like literally. I mean, Daryl was in the hospital on Sunday, um, and that was sort of the day that we were going to record that podcast. No, that was the week before. Oh, that was the week before. Yeah. Um, that was when we both had uh, the conjunctivitis, oh, like yeah, really hard. Oh yeah, that was true too. Oh my goodness, that whole thing is just a blur. But yeah, no, the, the yeah the week before we both Daryl had a really bad sore sore throat, and then I I have like sinus sinus problems along with colds and everything. We couldn't even hold our eyes open for very long because they were so full of gunk. Great stuff to talk oh, about. It was fantastic. Um, Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're back now. Um, we're going to try and make our way through this episode as best we can. My voice is still a little bit croaky. Lauren's voice is still a bit nasally, but we're going to do our best. And today we're actually going to be talking about E3 predictions. Wee. We were planning to kind of do, um, I guess, try and make up the episodes around E3, but I think we're just going to do our E3 predictions now and then. We're probably just going to delay the next podcast slightly so that we can watch the E3 press conference for Square. Yeah. And um, and if anything fun comes out of that, then we can talk about it on the show as opposed to releasing a podcast literally as it's going on, which would not be very fun. Um, so yeah, we're going to run through our predictions for the show and then we've got a small news update, which is going to be exciting. Yay! <laughs> for you new folks who are listening though, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union. And it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show every Tuesday working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union. And we come out on the iTunes store as well as FinalFantasyUnion.com. And we are now going to run through our Patreon pledges. And this is for everyone who has pledged $2.50 or more per episode. Starting with Lauren. Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Lewis James. Blue Machine at Blue Machine. Chris Morales. Eric Decker at Choco Taco. Nahi Kablawi. Marcus Kronecki. Josh McNav. Michael Graham. Thorin Bullen at Masker 23. Zach Duranto at ZDuranto58. Mike. Dustin Smith. Tyson Wildman at Ty Wildman1. Ishbel Ayala at Red Peppers. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Darren Matthews at Doomster73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Mario Herker. Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail. Mohammed Kayum. Rachel Casterton at Urbian Ray. Fatanitas. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Zach Porter at Porter Paradox. Miles Ribbons. Richard Holman at Fex Lennon. 
Rob Porter at Squirty Birdie One, David C, and Tobias Cappy at the Tobias Cappy. We're good. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. Thank you for supporting us, even though we're dying. Um, we shouted out last episode, but um, if you go on FinalFantasyUnion.com, you should see a Discord link on the main page and pretty much everywhere in the footer. We had a couple of people join after the last episode. It's been great to interact with people and to talk about everything that happened on the last episode. So if you are interested in joining our Discord server so you can talk about Final Fantasy Union with everyone else and uh, just generally what's going on with Final Fantasy, then feel free to hit us up. Yeah, I mean, we have so many different categories. Um, we have quite a lot of people playing Opera Omnia still. Um, and then we obviously also have the people who are following the Final Fantasy X-2 live stream um, and just talking about that. Like, there's so many things to talk about and Kingdom Hearts as well. And one of the main things that is going to be discussed a lot coming up is, of course, E3. E3. Maybe we should make a new category just for that. Just for E3 predictions? Yeah. Or just E3 in general? Or just E3 in general. Could do. Yeah, we should do that. Make a mental note. Yeah. Okay. All right. So E3 is coming up very quickly. um, And Square Enix, unlike the last couple of years, they're actually holding a press conference. It's the first time, I think, since 2015. So... It's going to be an interesting show. They're announcing some stuff. Yeah, they obviously have something they want to talk about. And it's going to be taking place on the 11th of June at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. UK time. So uh, set your alarm clocks, note down in your calendars, do whatever you need to do. (laughs) It's going to be some stuff going down. Um, And they've given, from what I understand, literally no hint about what's going to be shown there. Some people are speculating that in the uh, kind of save the date card they sent out, there's a hidden buster sword within yeah. it. Um, there may or may not be. I think you can kind of see what you want to see in some instances. And as we've learned from Square Enix in the past, just because they've done something doesn't mean anything because I seem Frog to remember... Theme. Yeah, <laughs> like a couple... Like last, was that last year they did that? No, it was 2015. Was it? I think. Yeah, it was way back then. Well, because yeah. Because we saw... I remember watching the the trailer for it in my grandparents... The room that we were staying in at my grandparents when we were in America. Yeah, I don't know if anyone remembers that, but yeah, they they did a kind of trailer and they used Frog's theme and then they... Everybody was just like, oh my God, Chrono Triggers, come in. And it's just like, no. We used it by accident, so I think anyone would make that connection. And of course, they don't understand their fan base in that way. No, definitely not. Um, But yeah, uh, no, it's exciting. It's an exciting like time to go to E3. Um, I mean, you know, like last time we didn't... Well... 2015 we didn't really have anything we were on holiday yeah but we didn't really like know what was coming we didn't know that it was going to be this big this big shebang but now we just kind of are like well i mean 2015 they did so much stuff they They, they announced the seven remake they announced world of final fantasy they announced near automata they announced i am setsuna they did a lot of stuff at that press conference and it's kind of made me curious about what they're going to do this time. I know. So we've pulled together, I guess, uh, a dream list of things that we would really love to see, um, but there's a degree of it may not happen around it. Yeah. Um, and then we've pulled together a list of stuff that is probably most definitely going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lauren, I'm going to let you kick things off with uh, our first thing on the dream list. Well, I mean, like, 
we've Daryl and I have gone back and forth on this like a hundred freaking times. But it's um whether or not Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be there. Um I'm I don't know, like I think like I understand where Daryl's coming from. He basically um believes that like it should be there just to like sort of save face. Um, in the sense that like show that they're actually are improving it, they are working on it, um, try to improve morale. Because lately, I mean, there's been a lot of bad press regarding Final Fantasy VII Remake, so this is their time to regain the trust of the fans. Um, it's been kind of frustrating, actually, because the media has been so quick to like really dig the knife in around the remake, and anything they can possibly jump on, they they really have, like, whether it's just random comments from someone on reddit who like may or may not have worked for square in the past but yeah. hasn't really worked on the same remake just kind of mouthing off about stuff that happened over a year ago let's just jump on it and say the product's in a shambles state like it's all over the place and you know recently there was the stuff about the there, there was a, a talk in january where kataze made a joke about the fact that oh you know he'd really love it if he could carry on polishing the remake until the 35th anniversary that would be a really cool time to release it like it was a joke mm-hmm. and the media would just like Kataze said it's not going to come out to 2023 oh my god this is yeah. the worst thing ever and it's like no he didn't say that no come on like use your brains and the problem is like the because of everything that's happened with it so far and because of versus 13 and because of the kingdom Hearts 3 delays like it's just so easy for the media to kind of rile up the fan base because they're already on edge about everything to do with the remake like they want it to come out as soon as possible Mm -hmm. the longer it takes the 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 more of a a thing it becomes like oh did you know they're doing this yeah to be fair they did kind of shoot themselves in the foot by like getting rid of cyber connect to so late in the game i mean by like having it it's already two years in development and then they're just like oh wait no we don't want to deal with you anymore we're going to completely start from scratch like that's a long time i mean my daughter is almost three yeah it feels like she's been on this it's just one of those things where i just feel like namura always gets the blame for stuff and yeah the i don't feel as though the cyber connect to thing is any in any way his fault like he we we even saw looking back that he objected to working with them in the first place like it wasn't his decision to work with cyber connect 2 he was very critical of the work that they produced he didn't like the stuff they put out for those initial trailers and kataze was kind of like well you kind of got to deal with it because we already signed the deal to be um, honest, though, I still, like, I also still feel like it was such a wrong move anyway. Like, I mean, I know that they do the Naruto games, but Naruto is quite different to, like, something like Platinum Games that actually has a prestigious following. I, I think that they were just really hoping that they knew that Nomura was busy with Kingdom Hearts 3. They knew they wanted him to direct it, though, because he was obviously a, was a very important part of the first game. He's the only person that's still around yeah. that is senior enough uh, outside of Katarze that could actually do it. Um, and they, I guess they were hoping that CyberConnect 2 could at least work on it and get stuff done while he was busy with other things. But there again, this is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, this is your golden ticket this is your golden opportunity like don't f it up essentially like the fact that they just went with 
CyberConnect, who they've only worked on in the past on the Final Fantasy VII G-Byte game. It's Which, just kind yeah. of like, you know, what did you expect? I think it's just one of those unfortunate situations. Like, I'm sure everyone who works with other people knows that, you know, sometimes you're... You hope you're like the people within your team are doing the right thing. Yeah. And then you suddenly find out they're not and you're just like, oh, crap, I really should have been paying attention to this sooner. And I feel like with Nomura, that's the case. Like, I'm sure he was hoping that what they were doing was right. And he he just kind of was hoping just let them get on with it. And then he suddenly was like, oh, my, what the hell have you made? Like, this is terrible. We can't carry on like this. And he made a decision. Um, They, they, yeah, like they, they have to own up with it. And that's bringing this back i feel that because they said that clouds cloud's been redesigned big jesse and wedge have been redesigned i feel as though they need to like publish that i like namura showed it off behind closed doors and he said that they will probably show at some point but i feel as though they they need to show to the public that the remake is not the same thing they showed off previously. Yeah. It's 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 going to look very different now. It's going to be a very different prospect, and and I feel like the longer they leave it, the long like the more people like that that cloud design. The old one has been out for almost three years now. I know. I'm running out of like. It's awkward to use it in videos. I mean, the fact that I have to keep going back to this old version like we're talking about the new version and it's just like well i don't have anything else to use i mean they say that it looks like the advent children version well more more so like advent children clouds yeah um but like advent children is notably difficult to get high-res images of (laughs) surprisingly so it's just like yeah like that that's why i feel as though they should show it just mm. even if it's just redoing that the the PlayStation Experience trailer to but show the also, new graphics and everything. Yeah, but you also like think that they should show off one other character, which I kind of agree with too. Like, m- like just one one of the main the main people. Tifa is the one that everyone has been asking for. Yeah, but they need to I feel as though the if they did Aerith as well, that would be good. If they showed off Sephiroth in game, that would be good. They just need to do something to just kind of to to sweep away the negativity that's been coming around, and they just need to show something that looks really good to get people reengaged. Because we saw it with Kingdom Hearts three, like they, people were so worried about it for a long time. This time last E three last year, they showed off that new trailer, and everyone was like, "Wow, this looks this actually looks really good." And before that, people were a little bit worried, but you know. Since E3 last year, everything they've put out has shown like they've realigned the project. Everything's been fine. And I feel as though they need to do that with the remake. They need to hit that reset button in the public eye, not yeah. just internally. Yeah. Like we know they've been working on it as an in house project since about last May. They've been doing it for about a year. Show us what you've been, show us what you've achieved. Don't let this become another Versus 13 where we get a small update from Nomura where he's done an interview with Famitsu once a year where he yeah. just says a load of stuff that doesn't mean anything to anyone. It's like, <laughs> oh, like, you know, the, it'll be like, oh, did you know that the, the, the Moogles that we saw in Type Zero, oh, we're going to see those in Versus 13. And that's your update for the year, guys. To be fair, I think, I think Nomura just needs his own like sort of PR person. Like, it just can't be reliant on Nomura because he just doesn't, 
he doesn't care like he well to be honest i don't think a lot of it's his decision uh, we learned that not. from the monaco anime yeah. it was last year where yeah. he was just like i really want to show off more but the company isn't letting me i feel like because but I, don't, I also don't think that he's he's not a tabata either like i don't think he's somebody who no, feels comfortable but it's necessarily don't, don't, doing that. don't forget that that neither kingdom hearts or like he has obviously more ownership over kingdom hearts but Final Fantasy VII Remake is a Business Division 1 game. Yeah. He is in control of it, but only to a certain degree. Like, Kataze, I think, has more say over how mm. how and what they do when But, like, why. I mean, yeah, you even go back to Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, he's done... He's not done anything for Kingdom Hearts 3 in the same way that Tabata has for 15. Like, he's basically... Like he's gone to events and stuff. He's they haven't to people, needed to though. But I feel as though with the remake, I mean, fifteen Tabata had to do it because he had to get people back on board. He mm-hmm. had to prove to and people they're actually him. working on the project and all this kind of stuff. And the longer it goes on with the remake, they may have to do that. And yeah. Guitars, they did say that they were thinking about doing something similar, like an active time report. Yeah, they just they they're trying to think about what's the best way to communicate updates. Yeah, but they've got to be at the point where they can do so. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing is that Hamaguchi, who's the development lead on the project, did say in January that they were looking to show off the game at the next show. But then Nomura also said at the beginning of last year that they were looking to show off the game at some point last year at a major show, and they didn't. So take that how you will. (laughs) Um, Yeah, with a tiny. But yeah, so that's like for me, I feel as though, like, irrespective of anything else, conflicts with Kingdom Hearts 3, I don't care. I feel as though they should show off the Final Fantasy VII Remake. They just... Sony conference it, do it, boom. Get people excited about it again. Because, like, it just... The fan base is getting too restless, I feel. Yeah. They need to see something and they need to be re-engaged in a positive way. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what's our next uh, dream list item here, Lauren? Our next dream list item, which I think is a bit far-fetched, but then I don't necessarily know. Final Fantasy 16. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Like, that is going to be crazy. And I, I'm i not sure how it's going to go. I I feel as though it's it's the right time. It's I mean, to mm. be honest, after Final Fantasy 15 has been the right time for me. Like, they mm. needed to capitalize on that. Final Fantasy 15 has continued on going though. Like they've just managed to just, it, they just keep squeezing that and mm. keeping that entry alive. So they haven't necessarily needed to announce 15 or 16, but mm. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast in the last couple of episodes that, you know, the timeframes between releases or announcements are getting larger and larger. And they really need, again, like the remake is obviously on the horizon. It's something for people to get excited about. But they need something else because it's the only game that there is to look forward to. And we've never really been in this situation before where there's nothing. And not only that, something from a different business division. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, at the moment, Nomura has stake over both of the largest games that Square Enix are producing at the moment, Square Enix Japan are producing at the moment. So this is definitely time for someone else to have something that um they can promote and obviously it's not going to be tabata because he's in his own studio um so we're i mean we're, we're really gauging on either ito or yoshida yeah which would be cool 
Um, but like, I just don't know, like, I'm, I'm really like wondering if they've already started on it. Like, I guess they, if they are working on it, they must have already started. Um, and how much they would, they would show if, if they are showing it at E3, but it it is interesting. Yeah. I think they need to be, they need to be careful with it because obviously they have Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out this year. The Final Fantasy VII remake is coming out in the future at some point. And they need to make sure that the, the the three things don't conflict with each other. Yeah. Um. If Final Fantasy 16 does indeed exist, which I'm pretty sure it does. Um. So yeah, like if they di- if they were to announce that again, that would be a massive splash. But it depends, I guess, on what generation it's going to come out on. If they are going to do it as a PlayStation 4 game, definitely announce it at this time because it would then have to come out within the next two to three years mm-hmm. because Sony have pretty much said that the PS4's got another three years, I think they said, mm-hmm. left in it. So the the, P- the next PlayStation, which may not be the PlayStation 5, they've kind of said it's going to be different this time around. Mm. Um, it's going to be a it's, it's PlayStation, likely come out. PlayStation Una. <laughs> They're going to just change languages. They're going to do a Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah, so that's likely um, going to come out in 2021. So if they can get Final Fantasy 16 coming out in 2020, go for it. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, that's really all we can say about that. There's not that much information no. <laughs> to go on. Um, the next thing is, of course, um, a- another, well, not of course, but it could be another remake project. It's Yeah, there's, um, there's, there's been a rumor flying around and, you know, we all love rumors of the leaked E3 lists and all this oh crap. Oh, goodness. Um, but one of them was talking about the fact that they're going to announce officially, kind of, quote unquote, the remake project. And I guess the the basis for this is that Kataze has said numerous times that, yes, they are working on the Final Fantasy VII remake, but the team actually really want to do the Final Fantasy VI remake. And he's also spoken about the fact that he would love to remake Final Fantasy VIII. Mm. So I guess the theory here is that they want to make this into an official thing. Like, but it's not just going to be seven. Like, who's going to make it? Like, who do they have left of the big guys, the big guns, to make it? Ito. Like, I know. Um, I think you've said, didn't you say Chiba? Just yeah, because so, Chiba has worked on it. But I mean, like, if they were going to remake Final Fantasy so Final Final VI, Ito would be a good shout. If they were going to mm. do Final Fantasy VIII, Chiba would be a good shout. Uh, because, like, those, both of those two were pretty ingrained in the games. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting. I don't know how they would really go about it, but like it would be interesting to see Final Fantasy VIII remade. I mean, I love Final Fantasy VI, but Final Fantasy VIII was my first game, and I think it's the one that's aged. It's aged the least well. Like <laughs> that really is not yeah. not good English. Um, but like it hasn't aged very well. It has not aged very well of, of the PlayStation games. Um, so I would love that, but um. Next on the list is World of Final Fantasy. I mean, Melly Mello has almost been out a year in Japan, hasn't it? I, or maybe not even. I don't even. think it's even released, has oh, it? Oh, has it not released even yet? Either way, it would be nice to maybe have some kind of announcement of it coming over to the West. Yeah, I mean, like, even though World of Final Fantasy was, I guess, more of a niche title, I think it sold around a million copies globally. Um, there was excitement about the announcement of Melly Mello. A lot of people, I think, wrongly called it a sequel, um, whereas mm. it's just a kind of spin-off game. But um, there was excitement around 
around Melly Melo, people want to see more of World of Final Fantasy. Yeah, and I guess fun. from a from a dream perspective, yeah, sure, it would be nice if they did that. But when they announced Melly Melo, Hashimoto mentioned that they're likely to want to do something more with the franchise, something more than a mobile port. And Chiba has obviously said he wants to invest more in the World of Final Fantasy world so i guess the dream would be that they announce something else something something more for world of final fantasy i don't know what that could be it could be i guess world of final fantasy 2 uh or something like that but i feel as though they could well do something on those lines along those lines just because of what hashimoto said about yeah. the fact that they want to they want to grow this as a franchise because yeah. it did so well yeah chiba definitely needs his next project underway i think outside um, yeah. of final fantasy i mm. think that's kind of our, our our four dream projects for final fantasy yeah i can't think um, of anything else tabata's new ip is a potential uh, i th- i feel like that's really really unlikely though because he said numerous times that he doesn't want to announce it until he's got something significant to show like he doesn't want mm. to announce it too early which is actually very uncommon for square which i guess <laughs> why he's got his own studio yeah he's just like i'm not dealing with this guys uh, the other potential is Hideo Baba's new IP, so Project Prelude Rune. It was announced last February, and we've literally heard nothing about it <laughs> since. And that really surprises me, because when they did Tokyo RPG Factory, they were talking about Iron Setsuna all the time. Yeah. Uh, but Project Prelude Rune has just pretty much just disappeared. And I feel as though this would be a good time for them to sh- show what kind of game it's actually going to be. Mm-hmm. Because we don't really know anything about it. Um, and then next, I mean, this is the one that I'm most excited about, but the possibility of Yoko Taro's next project, which could be another Nier, um, could be something else entirely. Yoko Taro just kind of does what Yoko Taro does. But he has said that they want to release a game to tie in with the 10th anniversary of the original Nier. So um, we don't necessarily know what that's going to be. It could be a Nier remaster. But that would be nice. It could be a completely fresh project. I want Nier on the PC, please, so I can stream it and then be like, look how amazing this game actually is, guys. It's amazing. Yay. I love Nier so much. And then last on our list is another project from the Tokyo RPG Factory. Now, I know mm. Lost Sphere didn't do anywhere near as well as I Am Setsuna, but there's been no... I don't think there's been any talk whatsoever of them shutting the studio down or anything because no. it didn't do so well. So it would be really great to see if they have a new product in the works, what it is, um, and uh, yeah. That's pretty much it for the dream list. Yeah. Moving on to what's pretty much likely to be there or almost guaranteed, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. We know there's going to be a playable demo. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine there's going to be a really big push for that because it, it's coming out within like six months. So like it's going to be a big deal. I'm pretty sure that based on what we've seen in the past, at least during Square Enix Presents, it's going to be something for Brave Exvius. We could well see something for Opera Omnia because people are playing that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And there could be something for Mobius as well. We're more than likely going to see a Final Fantasy XIV live letter. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Dissidia NT is going to be there in some shape or form. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're, they're still continuing to push the esports. <laughs> Bless them. Um, we may well see a Final Fantasy XV universe updated trailer. I mean, who knows? They may even announce something new for the universe or outside like of the show DLC. A clip. 
Like, this might be the opportune time for them to show a clip from the first DLC. Yeah, because, I mean, you have to remember that they announced the DLC stuff at PAX East. And, yeah, it would have got some eyes. But E3 is the best time for them to really show what they're planning on doing. Mm-hmm. And if they pull together a new trailer to talk about the new stuff they're producing. And a release date yeah, for the and, first one. And obviously there's the Windows edition that still has updates coming out. There's got the Comrade standalone, which they may release. They uh, they may show a release date for. Um, there's, there's plenty of stuff with the universe that they can show. I, from a non-Final Fantasy perspective, Left Alive is supposed to come out this year. So... I wouldn't be surprised if we see something around that. Uh, and Octopath Traveler is is uh, another one that they could potentially show as well. So I think that's the kind of stuff that's a bit more likely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it sounds about right. Um I definitely think that they are going to make they are going to make waves because of the fact that they have a press conference. It's just which waves are they going to The one thing that we haven't talked about is that we've been very, very, very japanese centric here Mm. um and the press conference of course will feature some of the western games Mm -hmm. so shadow of the tomb raider is likely going to be there that's obviously the big western game coming out they could well feature the avengers project in some shape or form because we know very little about that like they could do at least some kind of reveal about the game or games that they are making as part of that um there have been rumors coming out from that walmart leak that there's a new just <laughs> cause game that's been that, yeah. that's in development just cause four uh yes i think it's four so yeah there's 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 obviously stuff from a western perspective that they, they can show off too so yeah. um yeah like that the the conference it would be great if it was really super heavy japanese focused games that shock the world but the chances are that it's going to be at least 50-50 in terms of the shock value on yeah. with the Western titles. Yeah, and then we'll wait for uh, Tokyo Game Show to get some more of the Japanese stuff. Yes. So on that, Lauren, I think it's time for us to go on to our small little news update. Mm. Um. So with Final Fantasy VII Remake, I mean, they're kind of... There kind of was rumors, and then there was kind of news. Um, basically, Kitaze in a pamphlet, <laughs> a random freaking pamphlet. What was the what was the pamphlet from? I think it was like a mini concert for like a one of the Bra Bra albums, or either that or it came in the album sleeve. Announced like, that Uematsu is working on the Fall Fantasy Seven remake. Like what? Uh, like really, really? You announced that there. But I, I, I don't know. Either way, they have confirmed that Uimatsu is currently working on the Final Fantasy VII Remake. To what capacity, we don't actually know. I mean, I'm guessing that he's more in a supervisory role, like that he just is kind of there to, like, make sure that his work doesn't get tarnished, essentially. Um, it's really weird he might do one track i would have thought that maybe they'll get him to do one track so my thinking is that if if that is the case then and he does one track it would be a vocal theme because obviously the original game didn't have one um it's it's a weird situation though because he said so many times back in 2015 that he did not want to work on the final fantasy 7 remake Mm, not unless he was paid yeah like he, he joked that he wouldn't do it unless he was paid a load of money but 
the real reason was that he said he was not interested in in rearranging his old work anymore like he wanted to start he wanted to make fresh pieces of music now mm. uh, which based That's on his enough. career seemed strange to me because the black mages earthbound papas they have been massive parts of his career um like he's he's always rearranged his work like he's it's been such a thing that he's been worked like he that he's done like rearranging is is such a a a massive thing but maybe it's just because like square enix have a very tight rope on what style he can remaster because obviously like you're comparing it to like the earthbound papas where he's allowed to like rearrange it however he likes he's allowed to make it a bit more funky he's allowed to make it a bit more progressive and stuff like he has a lot more freedom there is obviously some like he doesn't have complete full reign. He has to follow. He has to well, follow some I don't, sort of. Guidelines. I don't know who owns the music. Mm. I don't know whether he's allowed to do whatever the hell he wants because, like, clearly, like all the concerts and stuff. There's such a heavy focus around him. But even the concerts, like Distant Worlds, is Distant Worlds. Distant Worlds. Yeah, but I, is I don't. I just don't know if it's like a Nomura situation where mm. I'm pretty sure that Nomura owns the concepts for all his characters. Well, yeah, no, definitely. But it's just the sense that, like, they have to keep in tune with the theme of the game. But either way, I don't know. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. I, I mean, like, he, from what I understand, he did work on the 10 arranged album, like the, re- the redone soundtrack. So it wasn't just a case of him just, like, he actually did do some of the rearranged tracks mm-hmm. um and i think he worked on 15 as well uh with some of it re- he did it's really hard to tell with 15 who actually did what but I'm, i know but i'm pretty sure that he did some of the work on his rearranged tracks but either way like yeah we don't know who the composer is so like it's it, it's so weird with the seven remake like i don't know why they won't just announce who's doing the music mm. I, I don't know why like what why why keep that a secret they just want to keep random things secret, like just just weird things. Anyway, so our next piece of news is Dissidia NT. We had a new character announced, and it was Locke, the worst kept secret ever because <laughs> he was in secretar- Secretum, Secretarium, or whatever it was called. Um, yeah, it's like everybody knew. Everybody uh, knew that. Locke and I, was I feel really sorry for Dissidia NT to be honest, but they, they they just did it to themselves. Like literally, the hype is just gone yeah i mean they announced Locke, and it was like uh, great uh, okay and people um, even complain about him because they think he looks too much like Furion. <laughs> and i'm just like he doesn't really look that much like Furion. okay so they both have a headscarf but their faces are completely different it's just what we said would happen like that they 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 needed to announce really big popular characters to to try and get people back involved and like Locke is a cool character but he's not he's not a big deal like no like of the characters that we've done in our origins Locke is actually not one of the like top ones zach would have been a character that would have got people excited again yeah yeah definitely zach even though he's like similar to cloud like i think people would just have but been like excited. yeah people would probably just have been excited to hear the voice actor again yeah like, like vincent was another one vv like there are so many other characters they could do instead of Vane, who is a character I think literally no one requested, mm-hmm. and Locke. And like, I mean, so many people on my streams have been hankering for Gunner Yuna as well. Like, 
gunner or summoner yuna either or like you know there's Tifa. so many other there's so many other characters that they could that they could Gabranth do would have been so much cooler than Vane, and but... it just doesn't seem like they sort of have a read on what people actually want which is ironic because they said that, that was going to be the deciding factor popularity now maybe Vane is super popular in japan i don't know and like no. i'm not saying that no one asked for Vane. No. i was very very but he definitely didn't have but... the popular um the most loved characters yuna yuna was one of the top yeah or if not she was one of the, she was the top i can't remember um next update is that uh, patch 4.3 launch for Final Fantasy 14. Mm. So if you're a 14 player, then you probably know that already. Yep. But if you stop playing 14 and want to get back into it because that has just come out, then feel free. Then we have Mobius. Season 1 of the story has come to an end. There's a big, big finale. Um, we stopped playing that a long time ago. Yeah, we, we did. did, unfortunately. It just took up too much room on my phone. And the gaps. What, did yeah. we finish? Was it chapter two? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it took a long time. Yeah, we just, like, we finished one of the chap. Uh, we finished the first sort of section that they had open, and it just took ages for them to release any more. And we're just like, oh, this is just not worth waiting for. And so then we just moved on to other things. I yeah. mean... At the moment, I'm playing Harry Potter. At the moment, Daryl's playing something where he's a mobster and breaks people's things. In football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I break people's things. Yeah. Like, what is that game? <laughs> I can't even remember what it's called. <laughs> Good job, Daryl. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a really stupid mobile game. I should probably stop playing it. Yeah, same points. with mine. Um, and then our last news update is that Final Fantasy XI Mobile, which was announced three years ago, has finally had some screenshots released. <laughs> Yay! Like, honestly, people, like, with the Seven Remake and stuff, like, Final Fantasy XI Mobile is, like, just some kind of enigma. It was announced by Nexon and then just disappeared. <laughs> Just off the face of the planet. And like we occasionally get small updates. Like when I spoke to Yoshida last, I think October, November, I asked him about it. He was just like, yeah, still working on it. It's all. You'll get an update at some point. And then we got five screenshots six months later. <laughs> Thanks, Yoshida. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with that game. No one. Maybe they don't even know. Yeah. Anyway, so. That is pretty much the end of the episode. Uh, we got some cool music though. Mm-hmm. So we actually got contacted by um, some guys called Pixel Mixers. Uh, and they do arrangement albums where they pull a load of artists together. And they did one for Final Fantasy VI called World's Requiem. Mm. Um, and we featured a song from that. Uh, it's from Final Fantasy VI. And it's an arrangement of Devil's Lab classic song. Mm-hmm. Whenever there is a six arrangement album, that is probably the first track I look for. Yeah. Is there a Devil's Lab on the soundtrack? Yes, there is. Tick. Is it good? Yes, it is. Because it's Devil's Lab. It has to be. Like There's no <laughs> there's no bad arrangements of Devil's Lab I think no. I've ever heard in my life. No. Because it's just such good source material. You can't mm. mess it up. And it's so badass. It is. It is. Um, so yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy listening to that. The next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out approximately the 13th or 14th of June. We're going to aim for... I mean, it depends what happens on the Monday or the Tuesday, basically. We've got the Square Enix conference and the Sony conference. 
and the Microsoft conference and the Nintendo conference. Like something is going to happen during one of those times. So we figured it would be best to just delay the episode slightly so that we can just talk about it then and not have an episode that comes out that basically means nothing because we couldn't talk about it because we already recorded. Mm. But yeah, so if you want to hear our opinions on what happens that we don't know about but we've predicted, uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Final Fantasy and we are there or thereabouts. And of course, you can catch every other episode of Final Fantasy Union at FinalFantasyUnion.com. And remember, if you want to support us on Patreon because you really enjoy the shows, why not head over to patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion to find out more. And with that, Lauren, I think it's time for us to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production.